Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. I am your host, Brian, and with me is... Evan, the third host, who's a little congested, so forgive me. Hmm. Matter of fact, let me get a cough drop right now. Better not be spreading that coronavirus on me. Hey, Evan, we all gotta die sometime. Not today. Why are we fighting to live if we're just living to fight? Why are we dying to live if we're just living to die? trying to think of the song. That's your, uh, that's your boy. Who I don't like. Who? Eminem. What song? That was, I think, I think on the soundtrack. Why am I dying to live if I'm just living to die? Sound like a Tupac lyric. It might have been Tupac. It was some soundtrack. Yeah, maybe it's Tupac, but the, the, the sample is Edgar Winter. Hmm. But true words have never been spoken. But anyway, <laughs> so we are back in this bitch talking about a movie that's been very divisive. Well, actually, it's not really that divisive. People just aren't liking it. I think people are liking it. They just ain't going to see it. Ain't getting the ashes in the seats. Nah. But I haven't heard a bad thing about it, really. Yeah. And as we record this, I, I, don't, know when, I don't know when this is coming out yet, but as we record this... It's probably not in theaters no more. Yeah. It might be on Blu-ray or fucking... Digital copies. Yeah, <laughs> at this point. But we're talking about, of course... Harley Quinn the movie? Harley Quinn, Starring Harley Colin, Quinn. Birds of Prey. Or, as it was originally called, Birds of Prey. Or the incredible... No, the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. One Harley Quinn. Of one Harley Quinn, yeah. Maybe the term emancipation turned off the, uh, the Anglo-Saxons. Emancipation? I don't hear about that shit. Slavery is over. Yeah. I don't hear about this, man. Get over it. I think it just had to do with the fact that no one, people that saw the title had no clue what they were, what it was. Yeah. Because it was not a Birds of Prey movie. It really wasn't because they weren't the Birds of Prey to the end of the movie. And, and even then, it wasn't the Birds of Prey. Yeah. I ain't seen an Oracle off of that bitch. Yeah. That ain't my Birds of Prey. <laughs> <laughs> um. But even when they did the name change, which they've contradicted themselves numerous times, they changed the name just in print so that people would have a better idea what the movie was that they were going. Mm-hmm. But why didn't they call it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey instead of Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey? Because they're so dumb as fuck. Harley been, Quinn and the Birds of Prey should have been bird. the title from the yeah. go. That would have made sense. Yes. Because it's Harley Quinn and the, the Birds, Birds of Prey. But they're dumb. Yeah. They, they just can't get but it. But I guess that even in the original title, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous, fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley, Harley Quinn Harley. does not imply that Harley Quinn is in the Birds of Prey. Correct. And so that is truth in advertising. And was it really her emancipation anyway? Yeah, she emancipated herself from the Joker. Because he broke up with her. He broke up with her, but he, she needed to kind of, like, make a name for herself. Because he broke up with her. But what I'm saying is, if he didn't break up with her, would she have felt the need to be emancipated from him? Not at all. So, it really doesn't enforce the whole women empowerment thing that they're trying to do. She only emancipated herself because she got dumped. But, nonetheless, it was a very good movie. Uh, like I told you before, probably probably my favorite of the DC movies. Cause let's see, uh, Batman v Superman. I love Batman in it, but it wasn't a good movie. Man is still probably the second best movie overall. I didn't, haven't seen Shazam yet. Don't plan on seeing it. Aquaman is up there too. Um, Suicide Squad probably the worst one. Yet yeah, made the second most amount of money, I think. No. 
third? I think it did. Uh, it, it was up there. So I think Wonder Woman and Batman v Superman made, made more than most, it. Yep. Wonder Woman was overrated in my opinion. Uh, so it's definitely up there in terms of quality to me. Um, but although it wasn't the birds of prey at all, because like I told you, like as he as he watched it, um, every character was off besides Montoya and Harlequin. Was what? Off. Not how they've ever <clears throat> been depicted. So let's go character by character, because I agree with you to an extent. Um, let's start with Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. So, my opinion, Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie does great job playing Harley Quinn for a live action um, version of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I, I mean, people have seen it. They've seen Suicide Squad. She did a good job in Suicide Squad. I think she did just as good of a job there. Yep. Um, DC really kind of nailed it as far as, like we've said before, getting that uh, Deadpool type mm-hmm. vibe to it. It definitely had, like, major Deadpool vibes. Um, and her comedic chops are on point. Yes. I, <clears throat> so I know we were talking a little bit about um, what you may or may not have caught the second time, but you said you didn't catch anything really the second time mm-hmm. as opposed to the first. Because this was both uh, Evan and mine's second time seeing the movie. The only thing I caught on a little bit more was her uh, breaking fourth wall and talking to the camera. I peeped at the first time. I like Deadpool. But, well, I like the comic books too. Because that's something that her character her character can do. But what I wanted more of is, is people calling her on it. Like, who are you talking to? Because I don't think that, that happened, did it? Mm-mm. It should have. Especially like in a scene in her apartment when she's talking to the beaver. Consider Kane's like, um, who are you talking to? And like, that would fit in with her character and then calling attention to that fourth wall break. Yeah. Cause, well, the beaver's taken right from the comics, too. I've heard that, yep. Because her and Deadpool are known for the, like the fourth wall breaks. And, and even back in the cartoon, she did it, too, I, I believe. And the comics, I think. Yep. But people never really call them on it, and I feel like in a movie you kind of have to call them call them on that shit. And it shows that that they're crazy because like they're talking to an imaginary audience who is us, but people who are inside the movie, the comic book, don't know that. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I think everyone knows of the character at this point in time. Let's move on to some of the new characters that they introduced in this movie. So. Who do you want to start with? Renee? Yeah. Alright, you mentioned. So, only qualm I have with Renee Montoya, in it, which was played by Rosie Perez, yep. kind of aged a little bit more than what yes. is in the comics. And Rose Perez, although she probably is that old, this is the first time that she's ever looked old to me. Really? Yeah. Fly Girl Rosie, wasn't she one of the, no, no, that was Jennifer, she was on In Living Color. I don't think she was. I thought she was. She was on uh, White Men Can't Jump. Was she on House of Buggin? I don't think so. I'm going to look it up. She was on some show. She was too popular back then. She peaked in late 80s, early 90s. Was like, she was too big to be on TV back then. She was on uh, White Big Kid Jump. Her breakout role was, was playing like that chick in um, the Spike Lee movie about like the racism. Well, which one? Uh, the Spike Lee movie about the racism. And, she is 55 um, years old. She looked like 75 years old. She, she was looking a little long in the tooth. Um, do the right thing. Because she was in one episode of In Living Color. Interesting. I stand corrected. <clears throat> Special guest star, Rosie Perez. I thought she was in another TV show. In the 90s, she, she was very popular. Well, she was on a view for a couple of months. Not looking that old. But otherwise, she was dead on. They had her being like a alcoholic. They had lesbian. Her, had her being a lesbian. Well, she didn't really imply it. I'm honestly shocked with it trying to be like a throw your throw her agenda in your face. They didn't showcase her as a lesbian more. Yes. 
there were subtle subtle implications. About, yeah, subtle about everyone's sexuality, as we'll touch on in, in, in a moment, I'm sure. Um, and they kind of hinted to her being like the question too, because in she had on that 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 jacket. Mm. By the way, the costumes at the end were terrible. Absolutely fucking terrible. We'll come back to costumes. Yeah. But she was pretty dead on. Besides, her, her, her only thing that was off-model was her being... Uh, well, her being a disgruntled cop, that's kind of off-model too, isn't it? Um, no, no, th- th- that's long because she fought Christmas Allen and Gordon. And Bullock, basically. Right? She was partners with Bullock, and she was always the good cop to his bad cop type uh-huh. thing. Then, according to comics, she started out as an animated character in Batman the Animated Series. I never realized that's where she was created for. Yep. Much like Harley Quinn. Yep. Um, then she was in the comics. And, and um, until I think they did the Officer Down storyline where Gordon got shot and okay. Bullock was kind of rolled out for the comics for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I think she was with Christmas Allen. Mm-hmm. Until he was killed and became the Spectre. Yeah, because at the same time that that happened, she became like the new question. Yep. Which was in, the, or not new the new 52, uh, the 52. 52, yes. But I don't remember why. Yeah, somehow... Uh, she was dating Batwoman. Yep. And she found Vic's sage, and at that time he, he had cancer, and then somehow they were in some snow-filled part of the world, and he died... And then he said, take all my legacy, person who I just met. <laughs> and this became the question. Now, uh, let me just bring this up, because I this is why I hate Greg Rucker. Greg Rucker thinks the only way that a woman can be a powerful character is if they're a lesbian. He, every female character he writes is a lesbian. It's like a fetish to him. He's not like a big hero to like the LGTB community. He, he's a fetish, a fetish-ish. What's that word? Fetish-ish? Fetishist? Yes, thank you. The, that's what he is. <laughs> um, Alright, so let's move on to... Have you seen... Sorry. Have you seen Stumptown? Because that's based on like one of his comic books. No, but I've heard about it. Yeah. It's supposed to be pretty good, but now I've heard the viewership kind of fell off, and they don't know if it's going to get a second season. It probably won't. Um, let's do Black Canary, Diana Lance. She was better the second time I watched it, especially like her humor at the end of the movie, like in the third act. That, that, that's not my black in there. Because it made no sense making her black when they could have made Huntress black, who, who has been black in the books before. Yeah, I think watching it, if they would have swapped the characters playing Huntress... And, Even the actress, yeah, I agree. Um, And having no. her... Journey Smollett be Huntress and... um. What's her name? Something Winston. Uh, yeah, actually, I agree that she could have been Huntress, but that chick who played Huntress was just... We'll get to it, but she's all around trash. Really? I usually like her, too. What else has she, she ever been in? Um, She was in that Cloverfield movie. Okay. Um, The second one with John Goodman, which I liked her a lot. She was in Scott Pilgrim Must... Uh, yeah, she played she played a uh, Romana, whatever the fuck the, like, the main chick's name is, right? Yep, she's okay. been in some of the Quentin Tarantino movies. Really? She was in uh, Death Proof. She's been around for that long? Mm-hmm. Wow. She's been around for a while. Wow, I did not know that. Because I like her, I like her as an actress a lot. Mm. God, what was Mary Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yes. Um. So, well, let's talk about both those two characters then. So. I thought, even though I think the actresses should have been swapped, I thought her portrayal as Huntress was closer to comic really? accurate portrayal of the Huntress than uh, Black Canary was. I've never seen Huntress have fucking autism before. What would you say, think she had autism? At the end of the movie when she couldn't relate to the other people because her social skills were so terrible. She's well, like, she grew up by herself. I'm going to do the same thing that you did. But is Huntress like that? It made sense for the story, yes. But was Huntress ever like that? Ever like that in the books? I think it was a way to be able to get the character from the comics into the movie a little bit. 
following the mafia um, family storyline. Her it was a, a lot better than the Arrow version of the Huntress. It was the same, but yeah, but she was going after her own family in the. Yes, she was. You're right. You're right. But but um, I feel like Hunters overall was done better. Although Hunters was also too skinny, because I mean, let's be real. In the comic books, Hunters had some body on her. Yeah. Both of the Hunters is. Been- let's talk about this real quick. Okay. For a women's power movement movie. Uh huh. How is it that every hero had a fucking uh, belly shirts and everything as they're fighting? I can barely tell because it was the most unsexy movie I've ever seen in my life. They're all wearing like sports bras at the end, though. Sports bras, like not like the fucking a fucking a fucking like sexy bras and shit. And uh, Huntress, I thought I'll be honest for a second, I thought she might have been a transgender. <laughs> I really did. Wow. <laughs> this was, that I will say this was the most manly they've ever made her character. Yeah. I mean, Huntress in the Justice League cartoon was fucking the question, and she was hilarious and funny, had a personality, and every time that I've seen the Huntress, she's had a personality. Now, it did fit her being raised by those two assassins, not having any fucking skills once she get back to the mainland. That did work, but it doesn't seem like it was like any Huntress that I've seen. Granted, you probably see Huntress a lot more than I have, because I, I don't really deep cuts a DC like that but from what I've seen it's not like any hunters I've ever seen and I was the, the second most disappointed in her characterization oh there was one character I was a lot more disappointed in than her I wonder if if it's the same one okay but first say um see who's in her photo she looks a lot better there yes I do her in that photo in a respectful way of course um, We're just looking up photos of Mary Elizabeth Winstead now. A black canary seems like she's too angry. I just didn't get. I, I. They only used her powers once. Well, twice, I guess. Yeah, one and a half times. Cause she went, man, <laughs> shattered one glass. One glass. Come now, songbird. <laughs> come on, come on, on little bird. Um. I, but granted. I'm a little biased against her because I hate her. I've hated her since her and her brother, Jussie, were on that show on ABC for eight episodes when I was a kid called All of Us. Maybe called, no, On Our Own. It was them and their other five siblings. Her brother, a, her brother that accused, uh, that Trump accused, <laughs> that basically attacked himself. <laughs> oh, they hated me because I'm gay and black. <laughs> When it was negative 15 degrees outside, these attacker had on a, they're so dedicated to their cause, they had on a Trump hat and a negative 25 degrees outside. No scully or, or a fucking full face mask. <laughs> they want them to know. All right, go on. I'm the gay Tupac. That's what he said afterwards. He, 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 he was a gay Tupac. That's something. Also, I heard Tupac was a gay Tupac. I've heard that before. Mm. Did you hear about, uh, did you watch that, uh, Netflix documentary series, um, um, Aaron Hernandez? Not yet, but I want to. Um, very odd, because at one point in time, they're basically, it turns into, like, this whole murder thing, uh, this three-part series turns into, like, how he's a closeted homosexual. I have heard it before, though. There's only one person that came out. So... It's just weird because it's this old kitty, this kitty you went to high school with. Uh-huh. You're telling me, especially now that he's dead after he kills himself, only one person comes out to say that we had uh, relations with one another. Didn't 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 Aaron write like a letter to him, like a person like his his romantic love? To- Oh, to this person? Mm, they didn't say anything about that. Okay. I, I think I've heard that. I mean, but you're assuming just because he's a member of that community that like he's a whore. He's he's a one-man man. There wasn't one other guy. He's a one-man man. A one-man man like one or two times and that was it? 
I, I just don't believe it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... And the, he doesn't come out and say anything until he's dead, where the man can't defend himself? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably for clout. Well, it could I think it's someone trying to get a little bit of a payday. Like, mm-hmm. they're making a documentary. My son would say he's good. <laughs> what a money at? We'll tell our story for the, to the highest bidder. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that was actually like a perfect segue for two other characters in it. But I will say, like, on the on the uh, Spilettes, yeah, but I had a show in the 90s. It was called On Our Own. It was her, Jussie, and their other four siblings. And then the older actor played their older brother. But so he's like four or five real siblings. And then, like, this, this older actor playing, like, their actual brother. And, like, the parents died, and the family is trying to stay together. So, but, so, he had to act like he was their aunt. So, like, he was a drag in the movie cause, because it's 90s. Mm-hmm. And it was a terrible show, and I've hated her since then. I hated her since she was a fucking guest star on Full House playing fucking Michelle's friend. I really? I, she has been acting for years, bro. I never heard of her until she was on Friday Night Lights. She was on that? Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea. She she also was in that Tyler Perry movie when um that woman cheated on her husband with this famous guy and then the plot twist to the end was that like the guy gave her AIDS and she died. Kids? <laughs> Sounds like the plot to kids. It was, it was Tyler Perry's kids. But yeah, but she's terrible and she's not that good of an actress to me. She was in a four episode scent of Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yes. I think she was uh Rave Simone's friend in there. She was on an episode of Martin. 14 episodes is Full House, and I do think I remember her now. It was her, her Michelle, and Tyler Murray. On her own. Is that the one you were talking yep. about? Yep. It was a terrible show. Gosh, she did have a lot. Yeah, man. I, I think she's my age, too. 84? Uh, she She's my brother's age. But I, I paid her since then. Haven't been a fan, uh, but and I feel like they should they should have fucking made her more more of a badass because Black Canary, as long as I've been seeing her since probably the early two thousands, honestly, she's been a fucking badass. Who was in the original Birds of Prey? Oracle, Oracle, and Black Canary. It was just them two. Yep, and then like then when uh that became Chuck more Dixon, of a team. Yep, when Chuck Dixon and. Gary Frank and then Chuck Dixon and who started was it Gil Simone or Chuck Dixon that did it first Chuck Dixon and then it was Chuck Dixon and uh, Greg Land and then when they left it was Gil Simone and Ed Benz that's when they added in Huntress and then fucking Lady Blackhawk and then like team kept getting bigger hmm alright so let's segue I'm still not going to get into my least favorite character yet okay. but Let's go into the villains. Yep. Black Mask and Mr. Zaz. For the second time, they fucked up one of my favorite villains. Zaz? Mm-hmm. Third, third time. time. They fu- third time they fucked him up. <laughs> He's so easy to get right. So, <laughs> let me say this, because this is what I was thinking when we were watching this. I thought the guy that got to play him was great. I agree. What he was given wasn't so great. Yeah. It's, it's not that hard of a character. <laughs> He's, He's probably the closest. Yeah. If you take away a lot of the homosexual undertones, otherwise, how, how, how creepy he was, he who's kind of on out. Mm-hmm. But they should have made a point to say early on in the movie w- what the scars are. I feel like he would take what the scars are from Jump, and, he, he, and at some point, have him shave off all his hair, and then see the scars on his head too. Sit. My Zaz has hair. True. My Zaz, I always think back to is. Uh, his introduction in The Last Arkham and Shadow of the Bat. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was his second appearance, which was uh, Nightfall Part 3, where he takes over and is attacking that school for girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has all the tally marks on him and everything. And They should have made a point. Now, which I get, I like the idea in the live action having it be the scars like in this movie, as opposed to like the tally marks that yeah. he does. I mean, like, those are scars, but, like, yeah. that but, like in the comic, the only thing I always looked at in the comics when they showed him, like, how in the fuck he's killed that many people? Yeah. But I remember always, I remember there was a, I can't remember if it was in the last Arkham or something like that, but there was a issue where he's telling Batman that he has a spot on the bottom of his foot <laughs> that he keeps for him. Like, he's got one spot that he knows not to touch, and that's for when he kills Batman. 
Now, back in the day, because uh, I I I like Victor's ass, but I admittedly haven't read a lot of his stories. Was he a talker back in the day? Yes. Okay. Now they've completely changed his a couple character. times, really. Um, he was a hillbilly when uh, what's his name drawn a Cliff Cliff Changle drawn and and like the eye That's when they book. started shaving his head and having yep. him be more of a white supremacist yep, and stuff yep, like yep, that. Yep. And um, then in Batman Streets of Gotham, they really fucked him up. When like the man like like really smart and and like he stopped killing people, like he turned like more of a crime boss. The only mm-hmm. bad part of Batman Streets of Gotham was was a book I love. Yeah, but I thought oh, Diddy. Dustin uh, Nagayan run run on a detective was actually really fucking good. Yeah, it was really fucking good. All I wanted, wanted. They're one and done up issues. Yeah, but it was still connected though. <clears throat> and then I think they it kind of connected to. Something I might be yeah. thinking of Streets of Gotham, but then they do a sequel to Hush, kind of. Yep. They that did was something. The last arc, I believe, of that before they did like a Batman soft reboot, and then that team moved over to Batman Streets of Gotham. But um. It wasn't just Dustin the guy, and it was uh, who else you worked with on the on Detective? When I started reading it, I know the name. I it was I heard Dustin. the name, and now fucking Dustin the guy is doing Batman kids books. Little Gotham. Yep. Let me look it up. That the kids seem to love, but um, Victor Zaz is a little bit uh. Elastic to where the character can bend, and really the only part I didn't like about it was the choice that they made him kind of a and and he he's always a goon in the books. He's just a crazy serial killer, like he's not anybody's goon. He's not a henchman, yeah. And that's how they always always done him, with the exception of Batman Begins, yeah. It was just in a quick <laughs> two second scene, and I missed it the first time I saw it because like I never actually said his ass at that point, so I, I had no idea like who this dude was. Until like the uh, until like I saw like on fucking some fucking list on fucking online, but he wasn't Don the, Kramer. Yeah, he did uh, some of the issues of, of Detective. You're right, he did, you did, you did. And I'm not like a Don Kramer fan. And I think Dustin the guy came in as he was segueing over into uh, Streets of Gotham. Streets of Gotham. <laughs> Cause yeah, cause I think Heart of Hush was their last one. What was a damn good Hush story? Probably the well, they did, they did, Hush. Well, they did three. It ended up being kind of like a trilogy. It was Hush, Heart of Hush, and then I think House of Hush. House of Hush wasn't good. Because that was the House of Hush was when Bruce Wayne was dead and they uh, gave him plastic surgery to. They basically kidnapped him and then. No, the end of Heart of Hush is when he revealed that he got the same face as Bruce Wayne. And then they had him held in the back case or or something crazy. Then when Batman died, they, they brought him out of that cell to act like he was Bruce Wayne. So that, that people wouldn't think that Bruce Wayne was yep. de- missing or dead. Different stories. Though. It, it, Heart it, of Hush is when he cut out Catwoman's heart or yep. something like that. That was probably the best, in my opinion, the best Hush storyline. What was the one... Uh, there was a fourth one. There was Hush Returns. That's technically the second one. Cause that That's where uh, you find out Killing Joke was canon with Joker's backstory, yep. which was I actually just reread recently, because um, I bought a graphic novel of it for like two bucks. Um, but in that, you find out Riddler's scared of Hush, and Hush is on the hunt for him, and then he gets Joker's protection uh, because he's got the name of the guy who killed his wife. Mm. And they added a lot of backstory. It was weird because they added a lot of backstory that humanized Joker a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't that like Devin Grayson? Uh, I can look it up. Good art, then man. you had House House of Hush. Which was years later. Or no, Heart of Hush. Yo, it was Hush, Hush Returns, Heart of, House of. Um, and I, I think Hush... A.J. Lieberman. Yes. Who... Who didn't write a lot, Blake. But that's when I was kind of out of comics for a while. And I kind of want to get those... Because that was in like a weird-ass book. wasn't like a, a Batman... Something... Uh, Gotham Knights? Oh, it was Gotham Knights, or... I'm looking it up right now. Um... And like... 
Isn't Hush in a Batgirl? I mean, Batwoman? I don't know. I don't read Batwoman. Like, I mean, what TV show? No, I want to say they had Tom, Tommy Elliot for it. Gotcha. But, but not as Hush? Mm-mm. Gotcha. Which I'm shocked they haven't seen a live-action version of that character yet. Hush is one of the best Batman storylines ever, in my opinion. And I do like the fact that the comics don't overuse him. Right. Um. I do think it's time they bring him back a little bit. Yep. Um. And I was upset that... And I hope they never dumb him down like they did Bane. Yeah. I think the thing that the people forget about Bane is when Bane came into the comics... He was a beast. He was intellectually a match to mm-hmm. uh, Batman. And then they dumbed him down for... Like, made oh, him a fucking yeah. bumbling idiot for... Uh... Ever. And I remember... Uh, did you ever read S- Secret Six? I read... The Villains United introduction. Uh, a miniseries, but... He wasn't in it yet. Um, so, no. Because Gail Simone wrote that, I think. Yep. And it was a really good series. And I lo- they had Bane in it for a good portion. And they actually drew Bane kind of like how he was supposed to be. But they made him just a doofus type thing. Yeah, that's fucking weird. But, um... Victor's ass was done the worst in Gotham. Yes. Penguin's lackey at that point. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. So, he wasn't as bad as he was in that, but I feel like if a person puts a scar in themselves every time that they kill someone, I feel like he would have been like Joker was in like Dark Knight. I know I got these scars, and I feel like he would tell everybody as a fucking scare tactic. Like, like, like see all these tags on my skin? That's mm-hmm. me killing people. You next. I don't, and I think people just they have a hard time ever like making him like a main villain because he's not well known. Yeah, and then he's more of a side villain anyway. Like he, he works as like a background villain. I feel like like because um, having Victor Zags be like like the uh, main person of Batman film, people are like this is dumb as fuck. Like this is really although bad. I sit there and say like hey people don't know who he is, but how many people knew who Black Mask was exactly. And done correctly, they can make these characters believable. Now, uh, perfect segue to the other person who is one of my favorite villains, Black Mass. Although he was more accurate than Zaz was, like, like especially at the end of it, mm-hmm. and then like on like all all of his trophy room, well not all of it, and like in his trophy room. The biggest difference was they made his character a little bit flamboyant. So a lot flamboyant. He had on guy liner one point. I thought I was going to hate the portrayal of Black Mask. Back when we first heard how... And seen in the previews, it was Gotham Knights. Okay. Um, so I will say that saved it a little bit, because I thought... They never really showed the Black Mask mask. Right. Uh, up until, I think it was the last TV spot or something like that, and they just showed him sliding it on. Uh, up until that point, they never showed him... With the mask, I'm like, okay, so you can't really call him Black Mask. It's just Roman Cyanus. I feel like they only call Roman Cyanus anyway. Uh, they showed it as Black Mask. Did, okay, they, you're, the, right, you're right, you're right. Um, but I thought the portrayal was decent. Again, maybe take a little bit of the flamboyancy out. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But it's not really on model with the character that we've seen. And he's been changed several times in the book, too. He has a fucking level of crazy that he goes in and out of. Because, like, when I first saw him during uh, Red Hood, he was violent, but he wasn't crazy. See, the black mask I'll always go back to is, like, first and foremost when I think of it, isn't the Satanistic black mask. Um, There's two versions I would think of. Okay. The second one is the black mask during War Games. Where he killed off Stephanie Brown, supposedly killed off Stephanie Brown, mm-hmm. tortured her, um, and that's when he wanted to be basically the kingpin of Gotham. And then the second is Zoot it, Suit. It was uh, a two-part or three-part storyline in Batman shortly before Nightfall, and I'll show you the. Co- I remember there's like an orange cover Batman in flames, and he's holding like the. Isn't that what Black Mask has on, like, a zoot suit like Michael Mix? 
Yeah, it wasn't my favorite art style, yeah. but um, that's when you had a lot of the false faint, false face Person aside, side. and he had more of a gang instead of uh, yeah, trying to be the kingpin type thing. He was my boss. Jug Winnick took that concept and made it more down to earth, although. Tony Daniel brought back in like the False Mass Society and then also made like kind of like Devil Worshipper, didn't he? Yeah, but didn't Tony Daniel also make Arkham the Black Mass? I think he did, yeah. Amadeus Ark or one of the Arkham, Arkham whatever the like seventy five of them motherfuckers. Now, which Black Mass is at his actual face? The the Jug Winning one, right? Like that's his face. What do you mean? Like. The black, uh, like his skull. Oh, where they make it like he's—it's not an actual yeah. mask he puts on anymore. That's that, like, burns one, right? into. I think so. Yeah, that was cool to me. Cause I, cause I know when um. That first arc you're talking about, when, when like, he had on like the fucking, zoot suit, that was like a helmet you put on, and like now it is too, I believe, cause uh, I read like his villain the United one. I mean. Yeah. I mean not. Villains United or. You're the villain. Yes. Was have some great Cully Hammer art, but that shit was trash as fuck. All those one shots were. And I still don't, I still don't get that storyline. I probably never get that storyline. Like, that's fine. Okay. So one second, I'm pulling up the or keep talking. I'm. Yep. Yeah. Uh. So was he your least favorite one? No. So that means that we have the same one then. Casting. Who? Young Asian girl yeah. is what they should have just called her. Yeah, exactly. Because Cassie is a young Asian girl. I've yeah. got that one, that third one. Um, I'm going back and showing Evan the issues of black men. So, little known fact, that issue right there, this is a two-part issue. That's technically the start of um, Nightfall. Nightfall. Like, if you go back to any of the collections, like the omnibus mm-hmm. um that's where it starts off the reading because that's where they start you um showing like when he's getting winded and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh like just uh physically worn out and the nightfall novel what is it is pretty good now from like 96 or or whatever the fuck the hardcover yeah he isn't as winded as it should have been like in, like in a book as a kid i, I remember like it was cool to back to show batman is tired Human. as fuck. Yeah. But like in this one, the breakout in Arkin was like two days ago. And, and like he missed two days of sleep. But they said earlier that he only needs to sleep like 45, 45 minutes a night. night. Some shit like that. But like, Which is impossible. I feel like it's not impossible for like a trained person. But um, he isn't nearly as tired as he should be in that book. But anyway, um, yeah, that character was a was a good character, but that was not Cassie Kane in any way besides the fact that she... I feel like it was just a character they had written in and then decided, like, oh, let's take a character from the comics and exactly. just and give exactly her that name. Who it was. And there's other characters that are canon in the comic books that they probably could have used. I can't think of any on top of my head, but... It would have made more sense to say it was the young Selena Kyle. It would have been. <laughs> exactly. It was a cat burglar, a thief. <laughs> now, a street rat. She was the best actor in the, in, the, in the whole movie to me. You think so? She was great. Everybody back the fuck up. <laughs> she curses like she's a season pro. I get it one scene when she steals the diamond. She's just hopping and skipping along. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she wasn't bad. But no resemblance whatever to the At future all. Batgirl. Besides the fact that... She's Asian? Half Asian. But this girl looks full Asian. But, and the thing is, I got excited that I could see the movie because she was in it. Because I did not know that she was in the movie until, like, a week before it came out. Oh, really? I'm like, what? Cassie Kane in this bitch? I'm like, her first language is violence! <laughs> That's the most interesting shit of a character ever to me. She her was, first language is violence. She was born of two assassins. <laughs> she can't talk, but she can kill you. That's not, that's not, it would have made more sense case. if she was a mute during the show, the movie. Yeah. But then exactly. people, but I get it. People wouldn't really understand what's going on. Why isn't she talk? I mean, all I had to say was, hey, this chick can't talk. Then like they would have been fine. But yeah, Cassie is such an interesting character. Cause her first language is violence. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the coldest, that's one of the best fucking origins of any of any comic character that I've ever heard. 
her first, before she knew how to talk, she knew how to kill people. That's how she communicated. She wasn't violence. taught to talk. <laughs> she was taught to kill. That is amazing. Now, her parents could still be Lady Silva and uh, Mark Kane. Mark Kane, because like, they said that family was her foster family, so it could still tie in. But she needs to be mute. And she needs to know, only know how to kill. Now, when you read, I'm guessing you read No Man's Land when they introduced her? I read your copies, yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know at the time that it wasn't Mark Kane, Marcus Kane? Marco Kane, no. I think it's David Kane, actually. David Kane. <laughs> You're right. Was a character they just made up for that. I thought, I'm like, I felt like I should, when I was reading that, I remember, like, I feel like I should know who this is. Dude, because Batman in the 80s and 90s, I feel like, from all his titles, did a lot of character building, more than any other comic book characters from, from our lifetime. Because mainly, every comic book character that, that we know of now, they use the same characters from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Batman was creating characters like every month, it seemed like. Yeah. There's so many characters in Batman, I had no idea. So it's weird. So going back, like, the, we're talking about Batman in comics. Mm-hmm. I'm going back on the DC Universe app plug. <laughs> um, and reading back issues of Batman, I basically started an issue just after, just after year one. So it was the reintroduction of Jason Todd after Crisis. Okay. Not realizing he was only like ten issues in yep. when they killed him off. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'll be honest, you're like me. I don't see why he was hated so much unless it was pre-Crisis Jason Todd that people hated. I think because because they didn't really draw, write him as a dick. Until right before the death of the death of the, in the family storyline, could it be that he was? It could have been because one, he wasn't Dick Grayson. He was a carbon copy of Dick Grayson. Yeah. And two, it was an eighties people like, oh, kids should be nice and they should be respectful to their elders. Um, disrespectful. But going back to it, it's amazing how many fucking Batman comics just dealt with like. Oh, it's it's the dumpster killer we're trying to find. <laughs> like it was the guy that was killing girls and d- dumping their bodies in dumpsters. Like he dealt with more serial killers yep. and not so much the rogues. I think I've read. Now was that in Detective? Uh, Batman. Okay, because at some point they had to where Batman was Batman being a superhero and Detective was him like like solving crimes and shit. So let's see. I started. On issue 408. Okay. And I am now through... ...431. Okay, now. And in those 20-plus issues, you had Joker that was in Death of the Family. Mm-hmm. Death in the Family. Um, you had the storyline that introduced the KG Beast, which... Uh-huh. I mean, realistically, when you read the first time, first appearance of a villain doesn't mean they're going to be a maintaining villain. Is, is which that I've never been knocked him in that room to die? Yeah. <laughs> which I was never been a few, few fan of the KG Beast anyways, but um, it was, that was a wordy motherfucking storyline. Wasn't it Alan Grant? Uh, nope, it was Jim Starlin, creator of yeah, Thanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Starlin uh, um, was a wordy bitch. And, uh, and then you had uh, a two-part Two-Face storyline. So, I mean, there was six issues and only two storylines that dealt with Batman, actual Batman villains. Issue 408 was the introduction to Jason, reintroduction to Jason Todd when mm-hmm. he was stealing the um, bat. Help caps off the Batmobile. Yep. Then you had Ma Gun in her school for youngsters. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, then the Two-Face two-parter. Then someone named the Mime. <laughs> then some Shaolin monk character. They can all be winners. And then they had a three-part serial killer dumpster kill killer story. That actually sounds pretty. Which was weird. Part one was on issue four fourteen, and they didn't pick it up again until issue four twenty one because they did the four-part Batman Ten Nights of the Beast, which I'm almost wondering if that was meant to be like a. Mini series or something like that, because then they were caught into uh, like a the Millennium storyline mm-hmm. um, that was in all the DC. Then they did an issue where Nightwing met Robin for the first time, mm. only to kill him off a few issues later. 
Then they had one of the most uh, iconic Batman covers, the with um, Tom McFarlane. I ordered, I ordered that statue. Did you? We pre-ordered it. Yeah. I want it. There's a couple of them that are coming out. That's one of them. Hopefully, it's the size. All right. Oh yeah, Jim Gordon, which is way too big. I don't think it'll be that big. Damn, it should be because yeah. like to do that cape justice, it should be that probably big. about that big. Yeah, cause like the Batman black and white ones are typically that big. But I think we got a little bit of a rant there. I mean, but that's what we're known for. But yeah, but Cassie, although in the, in the movie that character was entertaining, a good character in the movie, it's a good actress. That, that, they didn't need name to name her Cassandra at all, at all. That's just like, oh, what character do we have in the DC universe that we can call this character? You got any little Asian girls? Oh, well, they didn't need to be Asian. All need to be is a fucking pickpocket. Exactly. But my Cassie Kane ain't no little chunk either. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that's because she's a kid, bro. She's just like a, a chubby. And did kid. she really have a broken arm, or did she just that's have that point. to fucking put shit in? She probably did. I know she probably didn't. It probably wasn't what you're saying. Or her dad stepped that beat her. Beat her. Um. Also, that diamond is too big to shit up. Oh yeah, that'd been ripping. <laughs> that'd have been ripping someone's colon. <laughs> that diamond was too big to shit up. She better trying to throw it up. And it was weird. Like everyone had some sort of connection to her. Like Renee knew who she was at the police station. Uh. Black Canary lived in the same project. Cop. <laughs> Which I thought Diana Lance was supposed to be rich. Yeah. Because, like, her dad was a cop. And then, like, her mom was, like, the old black canary. And most of her iterations, at least. What do you think about how they uh, said that her mom was the original hero of Gotham? Well, not of Gotham, in Gotham. Because that's the old black canary. Like, that's canon sometimes. Like, I think in the 80s until, like, the early 2000s, like, that was canon. Might have been canon after fucking Alan Scott, who was the original hero of Gotham. They didn't say of Gotham, they said in Gotham. They said she was a hero in Gotham. That's all they said, not of. They, they, they didn't imply that she was, uh, Batman. They said, like, that her her mom was a hero, and it was a Gotham City. Did you find out there was no mention of Batman in the whole movie? I, I didn't even notice. Besides the... Last line after the credits. Because I think that they're afraid to use Batman because they don't know how to get the continuity straight. Because they're also like an Elseworlds movie. Because Joker isn't in the same continuity as, as everything else. So I think this one's in continuity with their old movies. Mm-hmm. Well, like the before they said fuck it. Before what? Before they said yeah. fuck it. Everything's his own. Which I hope they still continue somewhat. Like obviously I, I Wonder Woman is gonna be part of that. It's an '84 though, so like. That means it's not going to be tied at all to the news. It doesn't... Ha- I just like, it's okay, it's the same characters, and it's got some loose connection. Yeah. Kind of like how the Marvel ones were when they first started. Uh-huh. Like, um, We found Thor's hammer. You know, and I like how it was subtle. Like, they threw the picture of uh, Captain or Captain Boomerang. Mm-hmm. I would have liked a Joker cameo. But that, that, that's not happening now because like fucking Jared Little is hurt emotionally. Oh, he didn't get me my movie. He was the worst Joker. People, I mean, I'm I'm the I'm in out with saying that he that there's never been a bad Joker to me. I just said he was the worst. I didn't say he was a bad. I don't think there's to me there isn't any worse Joker. Like they're they're all solid to great. Now, I, granted, and here's the thing: I like seeing different variations. He was I thought it was really awesome. Uh, poster on the Facebooks mm-hmm. um, someone did a painting of and showed every one of them and it had like uh, you know the comedian the anarchist right. the um, the thug maybe because I'm a thug <laughs> what change for the world maybe because I'm a thug I don't know any other word <laughs> um, I'll no, play it though a bad joker was the kid from Gotham he was the crazy one. He, he, to me, he was his appearance when he has a little stringy ass hair in the end. Yeah, I thought he played good when they did like the uh, took the face off and sewed it back on. I didn't get that far in Gotham, but like the, the, the appearances that I saw, I wasn't a fan. He looks like the Joker, yes, but wasn't. A fan. They didn't know what they did because they got the time they couldn't use the word. They never actually could refer to him as the Joker. 
DC is so fucked up <laughs> in that way because at that time it was all owned by the same company, but it's not DC. Like, oh, we have to protect Batman, so we can't have anything just in case we want to use them. Exactly. Like when they screwed over Arrow, which is still shocking. Yeah. Like, oh, we're making a suicide. This Arrow show is popular. And they have the Suicide Squad. We can do a Suicide Squad <laughs> movie. You know what? Kill them off on that TV show that got people interested in to know about these characters again. And then like they have fucking Harley Quinn in that shit cell laughing and shit. Nope, never happened. Mm-mm. But they yeah. also gave us a skinny Amanda Waller, which is trash. I think comics did that before that. Was that before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Rebirth was probably. I mean, New Fifty Two was probably twenty twelve. You're, you're right. Yeah. Um, shortly after, but it was after. Yeah. Um, and then the exception, and then they're like, "Oh, but you can do the Flash." Right. Which has always baffled me, because because they, they they don't give a fuck about the Flash. Now they do because of the show. But yeah. At, at that point, the Flash, who cares? Which still baffles me too, because although I think the show is very entertaining, and I think gets the superhero of the Flash right. They've never gotten Barry, the character Barry Allen done right. Because now they basically turned Barry Allen to fucking Wally West light. Mm-hmm. Because, but that is how Jeff Johns wrote him when he came back. But the old Barry Allen was a fucking lame. Nerd. <laughs> he, 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 I hear have a bow tie on. <laughs> I'm late, I'm late to everything. Late again. I, I was rest- Where's my old team? Right to the <laughs> Now they got him cracking jokes. Exactly. Got hoes and shit. Right out of hoes. He got that Patty Spivet though. That's, that's all he... Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Uh, DC likes name Barry Allen better than Wally West, but it made fucking Wally West Barry Allen. Now. That's all they've done. And then they said, you want Wally West? We'll give you Wallace West. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what else we're going to do? Make him black. Could have shown him some color. And then the damnedest thing is the comics bring back Wally West, only to take him away again and make him a murderer. And now he's the new Doctor. And now he's the new Doctor Manhattan. Wait, is he officially called Doctor Manhattan though? No, but But he basically is. He's got the symbol on the forehead. Really? Mm -hmm. He's got a blue costume and he rides around the Mobius chair and has no recollection of his previous life now. Thank you, Dan DeDio, which is going to be another episode. (laughs) But they did put his kids. Back in canon, and Linda Park knows who, remembers who Wally West is now. Yeah, because uh, the last one that I read... They just can't be happy together! <laughs> the last one that I read was when, like, the last uh, page was, like, his kids coming back. Well, hey, look, we're lost! And although... In flash forward? Yeah. It was, like, maybe issue two or some shit. Yeah. Uh, although, Wally West that we have now, or, or Wallace West, he's, what, 19-looking? But his kids are, like, 12-looking? Uh, and the only reason they created him was because of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Are, did they make Black Wally West first in the comic or the TV show? I think, again, it was the same time. So there's synergy between CW and main, uh, mainline DC. Because it, it was, like, the same time. Uh, but anyway, so this hasn't been much of a review of the actual movie. But well, I'll say this, and then, like, we'll wrap it's about up. about as good of a review as they ever get out of us. That's true. Uh... So this is... But we didn't really say... Hold on. Before we wrap right, up. Go ahead. We didn't really say what our thought of the movie was. That's what That's what I was getting at. I like how it was shot. It was shot actually really well. I liked that it. it was different than your average comic book movie. Although it was, it was like close to Deadpool, but it had its own visual style, I feel like. Um, I thought the fight scenes were done really well. Yes. Uh, the two in particular, the... Um, the jailhouse scene. When, when she did the cocaine? That and then leading up to it when she had the... Uh, like the rain? The glitter, the glitter yeah, shot yeah, gun. Yeah. Um, and then she they have the sprinklers and everything in the fight. That's corny. Though. Like, we've seen that too many times, like, like the wet fight. Yeah, but they didn't over-sexualize it. That's why it was corny. <laughs> it was going to be a wet fight. I almost used the hard nipples. <laughs> um, and then the... Kind of the, last, the third act... Uh, Yes. And everything. The best use of roller skates in a yes. movie. Also, it, it's cool that it took a lot from the books. Now, granted, I don't read, like, any Harley... I don't think I've ever read an issue of a, of a Harley Quinn comic book, but I do know that she did, like, the, the from roller, derby, roller Derby. I do know... I, I heard after the fact she had, like, the pet 
fucking uh stuff, some beaver, and she should have had the fucking hyenas. Drunk should have had the fucking hyenas and the fucking dark night had two dogs instead. The hyena is to me is, is one of my favorite parts of the Joker that came from the cartoon, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. So I, and why didn't why didn't the fucking hyena laugh in the movie? Should have been laughing all the time. <laughs> That's the point. Um. I, I thought they did a great use of utilizing the R rating, not yes. overdoing it, not overdoing the vulgarity uh, or violence, but I agree. done just well enough. Because that rated R gave it my personal favorite moment is when she did the Boogie Sugar, because that would not have happened in a PG-13 movie. When she does it and she's smiling, so... That's <laughs> 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 That's my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> That's my favorite scene. Because <laughs> what other movie, besides, besides maybe Deadpool 1, have you seen a character do cocaine? Does he do cocaine in Deadpool? I think he might have been one scene. Like, there's so many weird fucking scenes in Deadpool. Uh, I guess the what I like is they yeah. did a good job of making a her like a live-action cartoon. Yes, but it against, wasn't over the top. It was just... But it was against the rest of the movie, which wasn't. Like Yes! It almost looked like she. It was like Cool World. Yes. <laughs> DC's own Cool World. That's a good one. Yes, because I feel like Joker and Deadpool and, and, and Harley Quinn are characters who are in their own cartoon. They're in a real world, but because they're so crazy, they're in a cartoon. That would be awesome. Is if somehow you could see Marvel and DC teaming up and making a move, a Deadpool Harley Quinn movie. That might be too much. It might be too much of that type of character it was. Um, but I guess what's wait and see now is because they've already confirmed Harley Quinn's back in The Suicide Squad, sequel to Suicide Squad. Which comes out this year, right? Next Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it's been, been filmed for a while. They're not quite done. I think, <laughs> I think it's like August of next year, too. God damn! Let me look it up. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, so it'll be interesting to see how the character relates because what gets me is how did she all of a sudden just get out of the Suicide Squad? At the end of Suicide Squad 1, Joker comes against her. So then um, I saw a video that was about like the Easter egg and it said obviously time has passed because Kevin Boomerang should have also been in jail. So what they're speculating is Amanda Waller has said fuck it, which isn't Amanda Waller, but Harley Quinn probably still has like thing like had like has like a like thing in her neck. So I mean, who knows? I don't know. But they're all gone because Captain Boomerang should have still been in custody. But somehow, but he's in Suicide Squad too. Right, but last time we saw him, he was back in custody, punching the fucking wall. But now somehow he's in Gotham, and he's wanted in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Cause like this is obviously years later. Yeah. But I think that wraps up our review on how many oh, Iron yeah. so you get. In the return of Beanie at the movies, I will give it seven and a half drunk Iron Man's. Um, I'll give it I'll give it a strong eight. Although there were issues with the characterization of some of the characters in that universe, in that world, it fit and it's an overall enjoyable movie that is adult, unlike all these kitty Marvel movies that they've been cracking out. And um and it's cartoony and comic booky without being like but like not like uh, insulting to us as comic book people. Comic book movie. I do feel they didn't have to blow up Black Mask at the end. Yeah. But they could have had some explosion where that mask like fuses to its face. Yes. That would have been good. Yeah, because they killed on him and fucking Victor Zaz. Is this like the old Batman, mo- Batman movies where they killed all the villains at the end? And then they killed him off in a comical. Blows up and you see arms flying right. everywhere. Oh, I need to apologize. I stole your ring. Right. Now, what if he wasn't the real Roman Cialis? Cialis? Oh. Cialis is a sex drug. That's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> why did people call... Why didn't uh, Harley Quinn call him that in the movie? Roman Cialis? <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about, Harley Quinn? 
Victor, get her! Romy. <laughs> um, but maybe that wasn't a real, like, like how Mandarin isn't a real Mandarin. <laughs> like, Mandarin is a real mask. <laughs> I don't like that. Queer, take my spot. I'm the real black mask. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's our Drunk Iron Man awards for that. And hopefully, BNEF movies will be back at some point. Maybe Black Widow. That's probably the next big one. If we stick to only comic book movies, uh, me and Evan did talk today. There are a couple movies coming up mm-hmm. that we want to see. Um, whether the fact that we both go see it together or separately and record on it is another thing. Um, but we do have interest in going and seeing the new, I'm assuming, Universal movie coming out. Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is going to be like a little bit longer. So I've heard, and I haven't heard, that that's supposed to be part of Dark Universe. But they, said, it, they said it is not. Okay. Um, they said it was never planned on, which I think is a downright lie. Yeah, because when they said Dark Universe, the the that character was in it. Uh-huh. And wasn't it... Um, Benicio Del Toro? Uh, I don't know which one he was Or Javier Bardem? I wonder, or like the... No, Javier was going to be the Wolfman. I'm pretty sure it was a Benicio. Uh, I remember that they had that thing all... They had a huge group shot of yeah. all the that characters. Clearly photoshopped. Yeah. <laughs> drag and drop, drag and drop. And then Tom Cruise ruined it. Mm-hmm. Well, that script ruined it. It was yeah, all Tom Cruise. Was that movie was bad. I wanted to like it too. Yeah, and because I like the idea of like, like, all right, we're making a classic monster uni- universal monster universe type thing. But it looks like the one company who may get like a universe right, it, it might be Sega. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> the the end is, the end of Sega opens up to a lot of Sega properties having a certain a universe, yeah, which I haven't seen it. No, part of me wants to, and then part of me doesn't want to. I'll wait until it comes. I can watch it. Legally, right on my Amazon Fire Sticks. Because <laughs> also, because Sonic is a kids movie, I, I really want to see a kids movie right now. Really, don't want to see a kids. I do like the fact that they at least redesigned it to look like Sonic. What? Okay, so this one last point before we get off the air on this one. That is why I think that that's doing so well because it's the first time that the studio publicly listened to the audience. Because studio never listens to the audience. They, they tell us what we want. Instead of listening to us, and this is the first time they publicly like, "Hey, we fucked up," but now we're gonna push the movie back. We're gonna put money into it. Put money. That had it. to have been costly. Yeah, because it did a whole. Well, depend. Anyway, it goes yes, but because I doubt that the whole movie was done when that trailer came out. But still, having to halt all that work they had done on it, find the time to get a a, a fucking design that works and put that in all the other spots that they had already completed. Yeah, there had to be a lot of money. Yeah. But it worked for them, and that, that's probably why people are, people are fucking with it. Because the first time that, that they listen to the fucking fans, hopefully now, like especially for Star Wars, I'm gonna look it up. They listen to the fans. But as he's looking that up, that doesn't really have to be on air because we got another episode to record. So we are out this bitch. Until next time, we're at Eddie's J Studios Underground. <laughs> That's not our side office. <laughs> you trailed off there. <laughs> I forgot it. <laughs> Tell a true stories based on fiction. We're just a couple of guys. We never did. We, we've been almost 100 episodes. We said we're coming up with a new. This is we got rid. This is since we could record that Randy's studio. <laughs> it's so bad. On all, all the shows, it's this bad. I can't, I can't remember any of the sign offs. So this is fucking. We'll be back when we're back in this bitch. Till next time, we're just a couple of true guys telling. Oh, god damn it. I fucked that up. We're just a couple of guys telling true stories based, based on, on fiction. fiction. And we out.